Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, you're listening to the Beer Ladies podcast with your hosts, Tandy, Katie, Christina, and me, Lisa. Our website is beerladiespodcast.com, and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, Blue Sky, even TikTok, sometimes at Beer Ladies Pod and at Beer Ladies Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to support the show, you can find our merch store link in any of our bios or check the show notes for this episode. And if you'd like to sponsor an episode, please email us at beerladiespodcast at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Beer Ladies Podcast. I'm Lisa, and I am your host this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you are listening to us. And I have but one co-host today. There's a reason for that, and we'll get to it in a minute. But first, I would like to welcome Katie. Hello, Katie. Hey, Lisa. Uh, we're, ve- we're very excited to bring you the, you know tonight's topic, and we have two, not one, but two very special guests. So <laughs> we are thrilled to have on Leah and Quiva. So I'll let them each introduce themselves and then you'll hear what our topic is tonight. So Leah, let's start with you. Great. Um, hi, thanks for having me on again. Uh, my name is Leah. I work for Whiplash Beer. We're an independent microbrewery based in Valley Fervent in Dublin. Um, I look after marketing, which is quite a broad term, especially in small business. <laughs> so I also look after um, e-com and just our general kind of marketing and content. Excellent. Thank you. Quiva, over to you. I know, I know you're repeat visitors, but we love you guys. So yeah. that's yeah. okay. We're just special. Fine. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm Quiva, and um, myself and my family, we have two physical off licenses in Dublin 15, carry out Tyrrellstown, carry out Mulhuddard. And we also run the crew.ie, which some people um, might have previously known as the beerclub.ie. So we're an online um, craft beer specialist, but we also do wine, spirits, etc. Um, and my job, a bit like Leah, is marketing, e-commerce, and a little bit of everything else in between. All the things. Yes, all the all things. Of, all of the things that are on the internet. That's us. Yes. Oh, well, welcome welcome back both. So for our listeners who are thinking, oh, maybe they're doing another Kick-Ass kick Women in the Beer Industry episode. Well, that is just happenstance. That's who we happen to have. But tonight's topic is actually a little more complicated because... For those of us who live in Ireland, you you may have heard or you may not have heard that we have this can deposit scheme uh, coming up. But, you know, we're going to get into it. And I would say for our international listeners, don't don't go away. If you think, oh, this is some deep cuts local thing, we'd actually love for you to listen and get in touch after and say, oh, here's how we've done similar things where we are or here's something to avoid or here's something that really works. So please do please do listen in. But. Before we get into the details of what this all means, and we know that um, 
we're going to kind of disclaimer this by saying we know that some of these things are still evolving, still in flux. We're going to do our regular, what are you drinking? So Katie, let's start with you. What am I drinking? I am drinking a Weizenbach from Whitefield Brewery. Very nice. There we go. I was so delighted to see a lovely Weizenbach, 7.5%. Ooh, I think we need it to get <laughs> through the month. Of, it's the month of Mondays. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> before we started, is. folks, we were saying each week feels like a long week, like they're all Mondays. So yes, yes. Post-holiday, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So this is brewed in Templemore, County Tipperary. Um, and it is lovely to see the German-style beers coming from them. I really, really enjoy it. And it's it's very tasty. My first time having it. Definitely. Good shout. Wonderful. Quiva, we'll go to you next. What have you got? So I have to drive a little bit later on. So I'm on the very exciting local tap water. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend. Fair enough. Excellent Fair enough. <laughs> um, I am drinking out of my lovely Bally Tavern glass so that I got very for good. helping them a couple of years ago. Um, and I have some two sides uh, Talith and Wonderland in the fridge for later on. Oh, very um, good. Yes, yeah, so one of my uh, beers for over Christmas was that one. So save that for later. Excellent, excellent. And yeah, and for, for those just listening, it's these are gorgeous Ballyclick Cabin cups. I've got one as well. They're purple. They've got the griffin on them. Just big shout out. We love, mm-hmm. love the design. Great stuff. Uh, and Leah, over to you. Well, I'm throwing the party line tonight. I'm drinking a body <laughs> riddle by Whiplash. Uh, so 4.5% hazy pale ale. Easy going for the night that's in it. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I myself also have a Whiplash body riddle. Shock. Uh, but same thing. I was looking for something that was not too crazy on a school night, but uh, wanted to be on brand and definitely wanted to have something that was in a can for reasons we will be discussing. <laughs> so... I, I'm not sure who wants to lead it off. Maybe someone just wants to sort of start either Quiva or Leah. Tell us what is the deposit return scheme and we'll get into what it means, but just tell us first, what, what is it? Um, well, sorry, I might ju- jump in. Um, Go for so it. The, the deposit return scheme or DRS or, or DRS, depending on your accent, um, <laughs> <laughs> is... A, is, it an, is an initiative that's coming into play on the 1st of February, which is like a week away from the time of TikTok. recording. TikTok, yes. Terrifying. Um, and the idea is to um, is to minimise um, kind of, you know, discarded bottles, cans, um, and basically it's like it's to, you know, it's forced recycling essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea behind it is that um, certain cans and certain plastic plastic bottles will have a deposit on it and depending on the size there'll be a different amount on the deposit um but the idea is that when so you pay the deposit up front you bring it back to either a um, a specific or a specialist retailer or um what are being referred to as reverse vending machines which (laughs) sound very cool um you pop them in and you'll get like a voucher back that you can either spend in store or use within store to get cash back so the idea is you know the the cans and bottles that were plastic bottles that we're using will absolutely 100% get recycled and not end up in canals ditches back <laughs> yeah yeah yes. don't know what you mean I mean it's so yeah. clean it's so clean by the canal where I am there I've I seen whole kegs in the canal so <laughs> <laughs> keeping the shopping trolleys company right yes exactly yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's like 
first country to do this, right? right? I lived, I've lived in Germany. And even on the cans that we get here, you'll see your one pant, which is the Danish mm-hmm. deposit mm-hmm. scheme thing. So it's it's going to be smooth and easy, right? It's going to be... <laughs> Absolutely. For consumers. It's just going to happen, right? Just, no, no big deal. No big deal. Right or wrong? I think it depends what end you're coming from. I think for the vast majority of consumers, they're going to once they know about it and that might be mm-hmm. another topic of conversation here is uh the communication around the whole thing but essentially you'll pick up your can uh you'll see the logo on it and if that logo is on it it means that a deposit has been uh should be charged when you purchase it then when you bring your can back uh undamaged because it needs to be scanned by the reverse machine which is something people have to unlearn crushing the can right uh, after you have it which is so satisfying um, yeah. I think that might be one of the hardest things uh yeah, for people just do it by default it, right. totally totally and even yeah um for bottles as well like big I usually have, have big bottles of sparkling water in the house like squash down immediately to put them in the bin um anyway exactly. when you do return because those, you want to get yeah. more space in your bin if right. you want to get more into it you're so used to compressing everything Totally. So we're going totally. to have to un- unlearn that behavior for a start. Yeah, you'll definitely okay. need like a little separate mm-hmm. bin or bucket where you keep all your other stuff that you uh, have to take out, <laughs> like your glass bottles. Um, so when you bring it back, you get your 15 cent back and you'll either get that back. Um, you can take, get it back in cash. You get a little receipt. Uh, you can get that back in cash or you can use it against your shop. Say if you bring it back to Tesco or Aldi or Little, uh, you could just redeem that against your shop on the day. And to be fair, that's probably what I would be doing if I'm bringing back 10 cans. I don't want 150 change hanging around my pocket. I don't have any cash in this century. Um, so I'll, that's probably how I'll redeem it. Um, but I think th- like there's a decently long tra- transition period, which is good. Um, but on the other hand, that might cause confusion because some cans will be due deposits and some won't be due deposits. So I think um, the, the comms so far has just been very... If you get the logo, you'll get it back. But hopefully people right. can understand that. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a really good point that this is going to be a long transition. But I, I love, you know, I, I saw this on, on a, a local pub's Instagram. I'm not going to out them because, you know, it's not their fault that they might not have heard until very recently. They posted this uh, only a few days ago from when we're recording this and then saying, only learn today by accident secondhand that from Feb 1st, we should be charging our customers 15, 25 cents extra for a can of beer. Uh, that they need to apply for a certificate, you know, a lot of different things. And then they're like, this is great, but why? what do we have to do now in the meantime? So everyone is in principle like, yes, this is a good thing, but um, the long and short of this is they're going to have to sell out all the cans they've got in the short term. Mm-hmm. So. Totally. And th- this is the thing, like I've been engaging with Return or DRS um, for nearly a year now. And like, we are prepared and we are ready to go. But it did take that year to... Right strategize to do label design think about how we're going to sell through how do we manage these labels how do we manage our barcodes like there were decisions that had to be made in advance that that was based on us studying the contract we're a retailer and a producer as well which adds some just an extra layer of admin to the whole thing um so like we've been talking to our customers that sell cans um just you know to check in we, we talk to them regularly anyway but just to oh have you how are you getting on with drs and 
like a, a shocking amount of people are coming back saying what <laughs> and you're kind of saying like this is a week and yeah you know, this week asking when our can return price increase is going through and that's a very dangerous turn of phrase to be using in this right. economic climate yeah it's absolutely. not a price increase but that's what it's seen as by them sure. um now we're doing returns work for them we're picking up the phone and saying well this is actually how it works oh okay that's fine that makes sense but um like this is quite close to the line to be explained to people what yes. it is yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I'm the same. In, I feel like I found out about this about a year ago at the, at the National Homebrew Competition, just because I was talking to folks in industry who were at that kind of early stage. I think some of the people who had been sort of in consultation about what it could look like, etc. And I, I know, you know, without naming names, I know at least some of the people I spoke to felt that kind of their suggestions, advice maybe had not been taken on board about how to make it a little smoother. But, you know, these things evolve in the way that they will but I, I i'm curious like Quiva to come over to you how, how does it differ when you're kind of dealing with so many different suppliers like there must be different levels of understanding knowledge <laughs> there is um, a lot of confusion um and it, sorry it's <laughs> not because it's um it's not because you people aren't understanding it's, no it's no about, no it's, about, it's just that everyone seems to slightly interpret things slightly differently um, sure. And everyone will do things on kind of their own time frame and stuff. So uh, Leah mentioned a transition period. So what that means, so come the 1st of February, um, I'll, I'll explain this properly in a second, but come the 1st of <laughs> February, um, any um, aluminium or stainless steel can between 150 mils to 500 mils um, will have a 15 cent uh, deposit on it cans bigger than 500 mil up to three liters will have a 25 cent um sorry yeah cans or bottles um up to three 500 mil or 501 mil say to three <laughs> liters will be 25 cents um so uh katie's um german beer there will be safe but you know our cans <laughs> won't be um so for for most of us that that like you know we all work in, in the beer industry, but th this doesn't just apply to beer. It does apply right. to all drinks containers, except for anything that contains like yogurt or dairy products. So oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Just yes. on that, that does include things like canned coffee is exempt. Whey-based protein shakes are exempt. Hurrah! <laughs> yeah. Interesting. It, it ah, is interesting. Okay. That's, that's fascinating. <laughs> because well, those yeah, things can okay. be quite spendy so wow okay yeah. Yeah. well thank you for okay. that no I, I just thought it was like yogurty stuff mm -hmm. um, yeah, so someone is, is is obviously doing a bit of lobbying there in the whole fitness <laughs> stuff yeah it's not for me to say <laughs> okay I, i'll say it i'll say it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, i just assumed it was because the issue with the like smell and you know the spoiling and but maybe i don't know maybe my misunderstanding of it interesting mm. uh, um so yeah, sorry. So if you were to go into let's sports small like you know small supplier or small uh, retailers, you go into your small retailer today. You pick up a can of Whiplash, or say for example, I'm going to pick an international one. So like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale in a can. Um, no, sorry, actually, I, I don't know if if Whiplash have their the logo on it yet. But if you pick it up today, there is like you know today the 24th of January. There's no deposit on it. Come a week from now, there will be a deposit on it. 
Um, so what that means for the retailer is that their uh, point of sale system or POS um, has to ensure that that product um, has like been activated. So one, sorry, oh, first of all, you right. have to make sure that your point of sale um, provider has finished the upgrade to do that, to allow deposits to be put on that aren't taxed. Um, right. oh, gosh. Then it has to be activated and that's generally barcode based. Um, and then you have to ensure that your SEL or your shelf edge labels, you know, the little things that tell you, you know, how much something is. Um, they have to say or they have to state how much the deposit is and that's the deposit is separate and then you have to ensure that the receipt process um has a, a very separate line stating you know like if you've bought I don't know if you're having a party and you buy a couple of slabs there will be a separate line that says you potentially spent 15 euro on a deposit depending on how many slabs you purchased so kind of all of those bits have front and they're still frantic <laughs> being managed um but and sorry actually uh leah i imagine at this stage a lot of your the stuff going out to customers like like ourselves do they have the logo on them or is that kind of still working through the next it's little still while? working through so um we have until the 15th of march to sell that product through to a distributor and the distributor uh yeah and they, they can sell it through but the retailer has until the first of june to sell it um, yeah, the end, but with the, things yeah, that yeah. have nine to twelve uh, shelf life, um, okay. you know, people might yeah, not be a, purchasing anything. Yeah, there's a little bit of two months, even though the beer is fresh after two months. Still, right. it might go. Oh, that's a bit close to the yes. line. Whatever. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Challenge. So, um, so and sorry, this is uh, this, this is one of the things that has me most confused. Um, so um, there is an international. Sorry, for retailers there is what is being referred to as an international barcode list. And there's about 3,000 products on it. Now, some of those things will be, like, won't just be alcohol. And right. they, it's just more of a, it's managed kind of by return. Um, and these are a lot of products that potentially will, you know, retailers will have in stock, say like your Sierra Nevada Pale Ale or your, your something from Mickler or Tool or something, you know, something like that. Um, and the idea is that the barcode is registered so that come the 1st of February, the retailer can charge the deposit, but um, the logo won't be on it yet because okay. the stock hasn't come through. Um, but so by, so come 1st of February, as a retailer, we have to go through that list and inform return how many of each of those products we have so they can charge us the 15 cent per or sorry the 15 or 25 cent per item so that then we charge it to the customer so then it then goes back down the chain which is a little bit confusing yes <laughs> a little is. bit and then and then I feel like Katie you and I are probably also both kind of geeking out on this from like a data architecture perspective and how that's happening behind the scenes but at the same time I'm glad I don't have to do it um <laughs> yeah. so I'm so can I ask, so all of the internet, let's just say international can that don't have a logo, and I don't know if they're ever going to have a logo. They will have to. They, they'll have they will have to. They will have yes. to eventually. Okay. Yeah. So they won't have a logo, but from the 1st of February, they will be charged the, the deposit. They sh yeah. should be if they're registered. Should be. Yeah. If they're registered. And they're and only then, on the list if they are registered yes exactly okay. so and, and if, if you're you think not of on the... sorry, go 
no, no. And if you're not on the list, you're not coming in. You, but <laughs> and you have stock. So someone has it sitting on their shelf on uh, on the first of February, and it doesn't have the logo. Does the consumer still get charged a deposit, or is it only then? If it's not on the list, is it only cans with the logo, or is it all cans? So if it's not on, so this is particular to international barcodes. Yeah. So if it's not on the list, it's not a registered product. If it's a national barcode, so just say domestic, so it's a product. Now, and this could be Coke or whoever who have a specific right. barcode for Ireland. Um, they obviously are able to manage multiple barcodes mm -hmm. like the rest of us. Um, if that product is still on shelf, it won't you won't charge you a deposit and you won't be due a deposit back. And that's why the barcodes are actually so important because with or without a logo, the, the logo actually doesn't matter to the machine. It's more a consumer identifier. Right. Well, okay. the machine and what the retailers are looking for is the barcode match so you should not be assuming again like creepy <laughs> if the US systems are up to date and all yes. the barcodes that have been registered have been pulled through on the retailer side you'll only be charged a deposit on registered products that are due okay. to be charged uh, so you you shouldn't be charged accidentally mm -hmm. right I, yeah. there's, there's, yes, there's the potential that, that that will happen um, just because any of us, you know, do anything with technology doesn't always go to plan. Um, yeah. And my understanding is that products like that by the 31st of May or the kind of 1st of June, that they will know those products will no longer be considered to be I'm sorry I'm putting this in air quotes because I don't know right. if technically the correct term but like they won't be considered legal to be sold in Ireland yeah. in the, sorry in the Republic of Ireland yeah. um but yes so that's why there, there is kind of this transition period but it is quite confusing um mm -hmm. and yes I think everyone is trying to do their best to make sure they do do the correct products and stuff so yeah, I, I think I'm, like it's like everyone is trying to do their best. Like we fully believe in the system because it has right. to work. Like yeah, exactly. it's needed. It's it's been badly needed for a long time. But I think on the on the the, the consumer side, like they have lots to learn. It'll be not crushing their can or bringing it back and getting a new bin, whatever. But what's not been kind of seen is like the back end work, like that people like we've oh, been doing and like absolutely highlighting yeah, contracts doing. over and over again to be like, is does this actually make sense? Like it's. Some of it is not as fine as you would like it to be, um, and like we like there's stipulations in there that as a small business, like we're just absolutely not happy with. But it's a mandatory scheme, so mm -hmm. that's kind of the end of that. Despite our, I know, and it's just raising. like everything has just gone up in price. You know, Ireland is lagging behind the rest of Europe when it comes to reducing energy prices, and now they've introduced this scheme. For a lot of and like a lot of very small producers don't have their own canning line. Right. They have to get somebody in to do it for them and their labels. And I just think the cost of that must be mm. you, you can't have something on a file anymore. You have to do, so do you have to get registered? Your barcode has to be registered, obviously, so that the machine can give you back the money. And Yeah. And, and it's yeah. Sorry, I was gonna sorry, say Lee is probably the best person to talk about. <laughs> being it's, a registered barcode person 
although that's not the term but yeah <laughs> I am the registered barcode person yeah. barcode everyone person, at work is like anytime they come over to have a scowl on my face they're like oh what now I'm like DRS <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have to register your products that's fine the like for us like we're kind of known we've uh, one, one time last year we I think we had eight new beers in a month like <laughs> that's a, a very silly amount of new products to have out but like that's what our business is built on and that's what craft beer is built on that's what like um the crew is built on it's that variety right and um, it's taking six weeks to register a barcode oh wow which is a long time when we can yeah. discuss mpd order materials and have a beer out in four weeks if we really want to let me try not to do that that's a terrible way to work but, <laughs> um, very stressful to do that yes <laughs> but we, we we can do that so like six weeks in advance i need to know the barcode and the name and the ABV of the beer, um, which again is not impossible, uh, but the system actually doesn't upload, let you upload the new product unless you ha- unless you put in the product launch date as exactly six weeks or more from that date. You really need oh, to be wow. on top of this. Um, so you could end up if you register something late that you have to hold the stock because your distributor won't take it or a retailer won't take it. Like, And this is all stuff that will become part of the day to day as we go on um but it is it's it's more work like our, we have a team of 10 and eight of them are production so it's just two of us trying to manage this along yeah. with everything else in the business I, <laughs> I would assume too and this is this is so please, please correct me if I'm wrong here but I would think that that means if you have something if you want to do kind of a a one-off for something or other it's probably better to just keg that and send it to the pubs versus trying to can that and get that all kind of through the system um you know i'm it sure there's a happen. there's a break-even point where it makes sense but i totally. wonder and yeah. on this point i'll definitely give a shout out to the icbi and elizabeth ryan who did amazing work lobbying on this that we're not a member but i spoke with mm. her spoke, um about it a lot they the original plan was 100 euro per barcode registration oh wow which is fine if you make three products sure right Coke diet, yeah. diet, like, Coke yes. zero, but like, yeah. like like we were saying like four to six a month um they lobbied that came down to 50 euro a month that's completely gone now we have a flat registration fee of 500 euro up to 750 cans seven hundred fifty thousand units a year okay so once you that makes more that, sense. you pay a yeah. higher fee um like that that would be an enormous cost of business for us it, i think by adding, if that was still happening, the, the 100 euro plus the one cent per can place on the market, plus the money we have to wait to get back when we charge um, a distributor uh, the 15 cent. Like it was adding about 120 euro onto every pallet that we sell. Oh, wow. And that's, yeah, that's not an insignificant like, sum. One cent yeah. and 15 cent doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're mm-hmm. putting out, it's like 90 slabs on a pallet, like that's that, that's a lot of one cents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. like, even, um, like there's a lot of invoicing to be done and reporting and again like I was saying like that will become standard for us and when we right. do our monthly revenue reporting that'll be just another thing that we do um but like say if if we charge so we have to charge our distributor the 15 cent per can on a separate line item as Cooper mentioned which is all other <laughs> for all the invoicing systems we use to make sure that they all work um <laughs> So um, so we might have 30 to 45 day payment terms, right? So that money's not coming back to us for 30 to 45 days. Right. This could be any business, right? Then the distributor will sell it to the retailer. 
they might have 60 day payment terms. Sure. Yeah. So we don't package sell an invoice on the same day. So we might no, no, no. package on Monday, tell them that it's ready on Tuesday, get fit up on Wednesday, invoice is out on Thursday. So right, you're already four days in. So you have 45 more days to wait to get that money back. They might hold the stock for two to three weeks because uh, carry out has loads of rollover and they did, they want to wait. So they're holding on to a little bit of stock. That could be there three, four or five weeks. So that, that money's not coming back into them. But in the meantime, they've had to pay us. So like people are going to be out money. They get it back. But like, we're not talking about massive cash heavy businesses here. Like right. small businesses run by small teams. Mm-hmm. You have to wait for that um, money to come back. Um, it, 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 it will be a challenge. Um, even like on, on our web shop, like I'm speaking to a developer Friday to finalize how our receipts will look to add in that line item. Like that's another cost for us. That will be a monthly yeah. fee to that person. Um, they want us to print the the return barcode or the QR code on the receipts. We don't print receipts. We're an online business. Right. We email yeah. receipts. So that's not going to happen either. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll have a web page on our website to say what sure. you return. But um, yeah, there's a lot of admin going on in the background and monthly reporting and forecasting. That's and, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. And I, actually, that's a good sort of question buried in that answer too, which is if you are ordering online, where where do you return? What's wh- How does that work? So, so um, you, uh, sorry, I think as you mentioned earlier, Lisa, like if anyone has been doing their big shop, uh, whether it be Aldi, Little, Duns, Tesco, Super Value, wherever, you've probably seen the, these, the machines kind of like been hidden in behind like I think yes. plants recently. Yeah, they're the reverse vending machines. <laughs> so um the uh, some retailers, so technically every retailer that uh, sells what is referred to as in scope products. Hmm. So in scope products means the the, the relevant can or uh, plastic bottles that fit the kind of the sizes. So anyone who sells those products has to either um, has to either accept them back in kind of in store or through the reverse vending machine, unless they're under a certain size, which I think off the top of my head is two hundred and fifty square meters or two hundred and forty yeah. square meters, um, and anyone under that size can apply for an exemption. Okay. So we, um, as a as a kind of a small retailer, we applied for an exemption, um, so you know if you you can pick you can return them in in any store except if you go into say your your say your corner shop and you've you've picked up you know a can of coke or whatever and as long as that retailer tells you where you can return it that's all within kind of the guidelines and the rules so our our web stores um will well you know we we, any of us could be sending beer to kind of anywhere uh, yeah absolutely yeah like we'd be sending it to cork but um i think in that instance it would be maybe linking to the um the i think there is a plan for um kind of an interactive map where you can locate Ooh. places to return it and um, but as long as we're telling people where they can return it that's we're, we're we're covered that way but in our physical stores it will be you know next door or across the road or you know wherever it is but um Yes, so a little bit stressful to make sure all that's covered. Oh, forward, absolutely. But, um, and also, it's, it's a little bit confusing because, you know, if I, you know, if you're, you know, like you guys pop into us every now and then and, you know, if you, you know, but we all shop in our local 
stores, whether yeah. it's for Coke or for beer. Um, and it would be lovely to be able to, you know, when you're going back in to pick up, you know, your beers for the weekend, like, I'll be cool. I'll just, you know, pop them in the machine and get my money back and use it in store. I don't know if that's going to happen that way because, mm-hmm. you know, we'll probably all just bring it back to our Aldi and Lidl's, but we'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah. Cause I guess that, you know, I was thinking, cause I, yeah, I saw the machines going in first at like my, my Lidl and I was thinking, well, do I have to now start hauling cans up here that now go into my recycling bin but, yes. you know, like for my glass bottles, I have to take them the kilometer and a half up to, you mm-hmm. know, my closest, you know, uh, sort of bring station. But, you know, so, but now I will have a, you know, like the little will have that, you know, the can return. So I'm like, oh, so now mm-hmm. I need like another bin in my kitchen in addition yes. to like you know, the other bin. But <laughs> and yeah, hopefully so, not get crushed while they're in the bin. And not get crushed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. There's a lot that's to think be about. The biggest there. challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm going to say Lisa lived car free. Okay? Exactly. So, yeah. this is, so this is a big thing. Yeah. This is a big thing. We're trying yeah, to Yeah, for us in the city, it's like we are yeah. carrying like <laughs> you know, so you can do some like, you know, strength building while you're out <laughs> yes. there. I mean, when we when we do take our bottles back, like it's a significant effort. Right. So, like, yeah. So it's kind of at least the cans aren't as heavy, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but it is still it's it's a good point. Like for those of us about cars, it's you know it's not nothing to be mm-hmm. taking them somewhere when at the moment our cans just go in our recycling bin and yeah. the, the nice man comes and picks them up of a Wednesday. So <laughs> yeah. or, or woman it. or non-binary person could be could be your bin yes. person. The good the true we go. ours happens yeah. to be male, but yes, good point. <laughs> just saying, um, just saying. I've seen so many. Um, I actually read an article recently on a, and I won't say it wasn't like the paper of record, but it was an interview with Publican that went on this website that gets probably a million users a month, like saying all these things about the scheme that actually weren't true. Right. Because I'm like, you've not bothered to read the guidelines. You're, whoever wrote it hasn't read them. The editor hasn't read yeah. them, and they've just yeah. published this absolute trash. Which no fact checking. Yeah, people get so confused. Um, it was about a, a public saying that if they sell a vodka Red Bull to someone over the counter, that they have to like look after the can or give it to the person they take it home. And it's like <laughs> pubs don't have to charge it; they're exempt. Right. That article right. is actually zero. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, th- th- there is an interesting one though. The pubs and cafes, whoever whatever they buy they they will be charged by their wholesaler okay interesting. What they yeah. and it is the onus is on the hospitality business to decide how they get their money back oh so they're either gonna charge the here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Zoom an extra 15 cents and keep recycling them whatever way they normally do, which is not the point of the scheme. Right now, um, or they're gonna keep them and go once a week. And if you get stuck behind pub owner at Tesco car park putting in five hundred <laughs> red bulls after a busy weekend, like that's gonna I happen. I see sure, like, a lot of transition year students um getting two week work experience where they're sent just to putting right here you go. Totally, <laughs> and I'm sure some entrepreneur will get a little van and offer this service to cafes around town but like if you think mm-hmm. of like kind of you know like kind of quick service restaurants who might only do like cans of soft drinks and cans of beer yeah. um like, how many are they doing a weekend like thousands where are they yeah, putting they them probably even there's likely been where they put them before and they'll just charge you the 15 cent yeah it's just it's caused a lot of it's- confusion because they are exempt but they still need to register to be exempt right so they need to know about the scheme one and two understand it and three make a decision <laughs> on how this will actually work for them oh gosh if, if you purchase something on site as a consumer to drink on site because uh, the can isn't leaving the building it stays there there's no no um 15 cent charge uh but if okay, you so if get we it, go into underdog and have a can of rollover yeah we can no just charge. say, Paddy, you're talking shite. Yeah. <laughs> Go read the hospitality guidelines. Go read the hospitality guidelines. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. good to know. That's we'll set Liam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. But um, this is like an awful lot of work for for people in Ireland. And I suppose, Quiva, you, you're a distributor for for um a lot of ca- a lot of uh breweries that are not based in Ireland and how are they have you have you been impacted but have they been impacted by this have your has your range been impacted or or what do you see yes. happening um yes so uh without um naming the, the distributors <laughs> oh oh sorry I've accidentally pulled up whatsapp that was not what I meant to do <laughs> okay. um yes so um we, we there's a couple of retailers that um have have done their very best to engage with some of their international um brands um some of them so some of the international breweries are like yeah cool no problem we'll 
like, no, we'll add it to our to our label. No bother. Like with Flash, they're like, yeah, grand. I know you guys had to do it anyway, but you know, it's like, yeah, grand, don't <laughs> bother, we'll do it. We are and using other... the same barcodes for every market now, though, as well. We're, we're too small to handle more than one. Oh, database. sure. And you know, that just makes your life easier. Yeah, it's like, no, grand. <laughs> yeah, no, too much work. No. Um, but some, so yeah, so most breweries were like, yeah, cool, not a problem, no bother. Um, but some of them were like, nah, look, your guys are too small. Sorry about you. Um, so there is definitely an impact for um kind of for for the for the suppliers and also the retailer and then you know us as consumers. So um there's a couple of them. So I think um Beavertown, I think they have what whatever Beavertown you see left on the shelves, if that's your jam, pick it up because it won't be coming back. <laughs> um they're Brooklyn. Um, and I, oh, I don't know if, wow. if some of the, if they're they're going to do the bottles still or what their the plan is, but the cans are are done. Sierra Nevada is safe; nobody panic. <laughs> um, but there will be a couple, uh, a couple of, of a little bit more unusual ones. Things like Elche uh, Brewing from the Netherlands, um, Popple from Denmark. I think that they're going to finish up, um, again because their the supplier is only taken in you know maybe like a, a palette or like a mixed palette of from that right brewery. um yeah and the, the if they wanted to the supplier could relabel them but like could you imagine having to do that by hand oh god <laughs> no, i did some stickering for when the the dutch uh thing came in we had some leftover labels from a previous run that didn't have the icon on them i was like oh thank you let them go to waste it is not a fun job <laughs> no this and is where if, you need to get your transition year student or an intern. Yeah. You know? yeah. but like if labeling if away. Yeah. An importer was offering to stick with them, like they they're, they're gonna charge the brewery for it. Like there's no way yeah. like, they can that they could do it for free. Like it's a it's an annoying job and people need to be paid to do it, you know? Um yeah. and it's 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 time consuming. If like open every case and we pack them, come on. Oh and that's yeah. um they're one of the suppliers. Um, it is probably one of the biggest importers of um. And I, sorry, I might get this incorrect because so they bring in Tisky, Lek, and Zubra. Um, and oh, I don't oh. know if you guys are Those familiar are... with them. They're yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. cans scattered all over my all yes. the time. <laughs> they're all over my footpath of a morning. You know, it's uh... yes, and um, <laughs> and I. I not judging anyone for drinking the beer and I was just going no, to say something that sounded no. really judgy um but uh, if you you know if you guys or the listeners um don't purchase that beer those beers are typically in like um or it could come in a four pack but it's the like the plastic wrap uh the plastic yeah. Wrap, oh yeah four pack. damn so um at one point the poor distributor was like we're gonna have to unwrap these Oh, no. to relabel them if this if the brewery won't do it and then um so i think zubra and lek are fine they the they said yeah we'll we'll relabel them for you so you don't need to do anything crazy but tisky were like no nah, you guys are too small and it's, I, i'm sure it was wow. much than that. so um <laughs> so yeah so that's one like massive brand uh, that, yeah that's huge that won't be arriving um yeah, and then there, we, there's another very, very small distributor who um, kind of brings in some really, really like cool and unusual things from, from Germany and like um, and Poland and like Slovakia and you know kind of those really small bits and pieces. A lot of the breweries that he um, that he works with, they 
the product goes into both bottle and can, which is handy. Mm, um, yeah. So he's probably not going to bring the can in, but he might bring the bottle in. But that means that, say, you can fit 100 cases of can cans on a, on a pallet. You might only actually be able to uh, have 70 cases of bottles on it. So that means that potentially the expense of... Um, of some of some of those beers coming in that we that maybe we love or dying to get our hands on are going to be more expensive because of those kind of factors. And I know it sounds like we're having a big moan, but it's just one of those things that as a consumer you're like, oh, that's gotten a bit more expensive. That's mm. potentially why. Just those things have kind of changed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. And 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 certainly I know like for me, like if if I can get it in a can versus a bottle, I'm going to just because it, it takes up less space in my fridge, which is, yeah. you know, certainly um, finite. But yeah, and also like if you don't try it as well, yeah, um, and you don't run the risk of um, like them smashing. As someone who yes. is always heartbroken, like you know, myself and me are probably like obsessed with cardboard and how well cardboard does and everything. Oh yeah, and how well it can be thrown down the stairs and that kind of thing, um, <laughs> dropped from a height, say from yep. a DPD truck. Um, <laughs> no accidents yeah. happen. Um, yeah, but yeah bottle, bottles are delicate so you know if you're chucking them yeah. into your backpack and you forget it's in there oh, must <laughs> mention, anyway, but yeah but there's all these other factors that why we prefer cans and mm. cans are better for the environment broadly as well because the, like you were saying the cost to ship the final product you get less than a pallet but the cost mm-hmm. to ship empty is yeah it's extremely heavy oh, so you get true. less on a pallet mm. um it's better for the beer especially if you're drinking our kind of hoppy hazy stuff Mm-hmm. Our beer will never be in bottles. Dark beer, sure. Barrel aged stuff, absolutely. Sometimes they do well with a little bit of air getting in over time. But um, <laughs> it's better for the beer. And like pe- people are making choices for their business based on not wanting to engage with this program, but their actual end product might suffer. Yeah. Uh, I get it for a transition. Maybe they want to wait. They'll just, all the beer they've scheduled, they'll just put it in bottles. And then first the geo, they'll all be cans. Fine. But like mm-hmm. it, it's a big decision to make to revert to what many would see as a lesser packaging to avoid a scheme that's overly complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I think you're absolutely right. I know there are some folks out there who, at least in the short term, have gone to bottles until they can know that the cans are going to be labeled correctly and they, they yeah. can get that up and so running. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I know there's probably more people than people think are have been affected by that or maybe gone that route just from a financial perspective. Yeah, they had to get you know product out and... Um, yeah. You know, during this interim phase, and then they'll probably go back to cans once it's you know feasible to do so, and they can be sure that all that stock is <laughs> going to go where it can go. Yeah. But but I think um and and I think you know everyone's kind of brought that up too. Is like I know that for some places like in the north, they won't be distributing here. Kind of maybe until that's figured yeah. out. I mean, so I don't know. Like we we probably won't name which ones, but I know there's at least a couple of things we've been getting here pretty regularly that may not be coming mm-hmm. down for the foreseeable. So. Totally. Like it'd be up to them personally or their distributor to register their products yeah. for them. But again, like this whole six week lead time, like it takes away like spontaneity and like, look, sometimes people have beer left over. They don't sell yeah. what they intend to sell. And you go, yeah. hey, Germany, like got a bit of this. Like that can't <laughs> happen here because right. like, or sometimes you yeah. forecast, right? Market one is going to take two pallets. Market two is going to take three pallets. But in the end, they both take two. Okay, now I've got an extra pallet. But if I've not registered that product in Ireland mm-hmm. and it's already been on the shelf for three or four weeks, I can't wait six weeks for that product to be registered. Like, we're just not going right. to get that stuff. 
Um, and in terms of the, the barcoding and labeling, like we could do a separate barcode and a separate label for Ireland, sure. But like the flexibility, like the market is way too volatile. We're way too small for that. We also can't yeah. be changing real the labels midway through a run. Like, to, yeah. and then our warehouse, I don't know, I think you guys have probably seen it or been in it. Like we have storage, we have enough storage, but we don't have enough storage to be like, this is the Irish product. Like, don't mix oh, those. Right. Oh my God, we sent the wrong. Like, we just have to have one label. We, we can't manage that, you know. <laughs> we will be compliant and we're off with the scheme, but like there's realities in terms of how we manage it. And like, I'm grateful the concessions that have been made, but they've been made after lobbying, phone calls, unresponded emails for nearly a year to get to this point. Like we were not consulted. I don't know a small business who was. The information on their website freely available for their leadership members, like Coca-Cola, Heineken, Diageo, Tesco. Right. <laughs> oh, it's always the way. Yeah, you you hear yeah. you your stakeholders of these people, but the people who actually have to implement are these people, and there's a much larger group, but yeah. these voices were louder. So yeah, change yeah, management works. people start early. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And like uh, it, it, we, we need those their experience and like these people are whoever experience in corporate governance and it's essential for a scheme like this but like there's just no representation for a business of our size and i'm sure from previous size as well mm -hmm. like you are a retailer it doesn't matter how big you are you, you're still a yeah. retailer like you deserve to be consulted and like you shouldn't have to be a paying member of a group or a lobbying group to have your voice heard like i was at a Back in June, I think it was, a workshop held by DRS. And I said to them on the day, I was like, just for, uh, for your sake, I'm looking around the room. I don't see any of my colleagues in the industry here. Right. That's a worry for me. I was like, I'm not responsible for them. But I'm telling you, they're not here. That's a worry yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> sure someone with a clipboard took that on board and nodded oh, and was like definitely. yes <laughs> yeah um for for us we uh we're a member of NOFLA which is the National Off-License Association Brilliant. um along with lots of other kind of small um off-licenses um and we've been very lucky that they've been very they have been really really helpful in kind of trying to kind of uh you know to make sure that the small um, off-licensed retailers that our voices are being heard um, and I, I think it did take a little bit of persistence um, to kind of to get some engagement that that kind of in, in a way that we that I think everyone was happy with um, but yes thank god for yeah it, you shouldn't have to be part of a group to kind of get that but right. we were we were very lucky and I know some other small retailers were very lucky as well yeah um, I'm sorry I um, I mentioned the reverse vending machines and I think we kind of talked about cash flow and stuff but one of the things that um, and, you know I know 99% of people are sound and they're nice to retail staff but in the coming weeks this is the time to be like these people are stressed they're trying to figure yes. out themselves and from we're trying to figure out uh, how to understand so we're trying to try, trying to figure out how to understand it we're trying to figure out a way to explain it to our staff in a way that's not overly complicated um so the people who are actually serving you or who will be serving you in the coming weeks they're probably like ah here lads I don't know either don't be yelling at me about <laughs> yes yeah. put the so, thing in the thing <laughs> yes yeah, and we're gonna try our best we'll figure this out um 
but yes sorry so with the uh just talking about kind of cash flow mm. that so we got we were lucky because we, of our size we got the exemption for what is returned or what's referred to as the take back so we don't have to take back the cans we don't have to take the, the machines the reverse vending machines um so we have two uh, off license two physical stores and it was looking like it would be I think it was somewhere, depending on kind of the brand of the machine, it was looking to be somewhere between like eight and 14 grand per machine. Oh, wow. Um, that, and we, we potentially would have had to have two of them. Um, so from a cash flow perspective, we were like, oh my God, where the hell? Like, sure. The bank, the banks were like, excuse me, what is this for? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Not even we... uh, cash flow. It's like the footprint as well. They're big. Where yeah, yeah. so the um so the retailer and the, the well re- in reality it's the staff on the ground so it'll be you know the people serving at the till like the staff in you know aldi little tesco duns who are already running around doing a million things that have to keep it clean have to uh, like if something goes wrong they have to like kind of figure out how to get it up and running um, and obviously if that doesn't work then you get back onto the manufacturer but they're the people responsible for the day-to-day maintenance which mm-hmm. means that the retailer has to pay the staff to do that and maybe potentially has to have another staff member to do that um yeah. and like how many of us have been to the bottle bank come <laughs> the 4th of january <laughs> yeah. just machines um, yeah. can get full yeah exactly um and yeah trying to plan for you know oh god actually is it one machine we need do we need two um and, and then with the having to fund the uh, point of sale upgrade as well there right. well, and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name the 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 retailer but when they spoke to their point of sale provider um who I think they had spoken to about this implementation previously the provider was like what are you talking about so they oh, hadn't boy. even started the process of upgrading the system so yeah. they suddenly went, no, lads, you have to, we legally have to do this in like. This is not a choice. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And just, I don't know if or anyone who works in retail probably knows how antiquated all these systems are, even if they're mm-hmm. like the newest model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. So I think, I think what I'm trying to say is from that perspective, be as supportive as you can to small retailers but also be really nice to the staff they're trying yes. their best um and if, if the machine yeah. doesn't work they probably don't know they're gonna they're gonna yeah. try and help you figure it out so a shout out to all our listeners yeah yeah, yeah. Be nice. if you see somebody abusing staff or a machine or something just say look this is a transition period we're yes. all getting used to <laughs> we're it. all figuring this out together yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gosh. Not, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. And 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 maybe on on that note too, maybe we can address a little bit the the communications that either have or or haven't gone out. And and I think I I know I'll just speak for myself saying I I've only heard what people have told me directly. I've had no. I've seen nothing in my Instagram feed. I've seen nothing, you know, even in my in my boomer social media. Nothing on Facebook. You, you know, it's. <laughs> Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, not that I'm special, but it, the, the information is not going where I'm going. So I guess, mm-hmm. where is it going? And and especially thinking, you know, cans, like, I'm sure plenty of young people are going to be buying cans, and they're not necessarily 
watching television or reading a newspaper. So how are they being told about the scheme? Do we have any insights into that? I've been served a little bit of paid Instagram content. Um, I've heard the really cringy radio ad. <laughs> cringy yes, radio yeah, ad, I love it. Radio, yeah. <laughs> which, which isn't um, completely correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it says all retailers take it back, which is, as we discussed, not true. Not right. true. That's meant to be a problem for you. <laughs> yes, yes. I know. Um, which, yeah. 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 I think um, it's, I think it'll be at the till, as you say, like, that's what it'll be learning by doing. Find out about it. Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh, um, what better way to learn than by doing? I there know. we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and as, sorry, so as consumers in the next, so between the 1st of February to the end of May, um, so some products, so uh, I am a devil for Diet Coke or sorry, Coke Zero. Love it. Buy it by like love slab. a Coke Zero. I do, mm-hmm. but, but like we all do it, or maybe we don't all do it, but I lots do. of us will. Yeah, kind of buy drinks like that. And you know, like when you open it, it there, there's not a barcode on it because it says right. "Do not resell part of a multi pack." So those products that are part of a multi pack but haven't had the don't have individual barcodes yet, the deposit doesn't apply to them yet. Okay, just to add another level of confusion. <gasps> okay i know katie you look like you're about to cry yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, i just think i need another drink and i have to get up for work in the morning <laughs> <enjoy> the feeling. <gasps> um, but yes what's likely going to happen is that if there's still kind of stock like that hanging around for uh, the, the kind of con- consumption through rate of coke is probably quite high and the same for your, you know your guinness and your heineken and Coors, carlsberg that kind of thing yeah. that if they are still kind of hanging around come come may time they'll probably you know the 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 big companies can just like relabel them right. so it shouldn't be so bad but um you know it, it is a bit confusing if say you have you know you're say you're buying two slabs of um also two slabs of coke and one has the multi-pack barcode and then or one lot of them has the multi-pack barcode and then the other one doesn't so you won't have to pay the 15 cent by 24 cans for one slab but you do for the other you need to oh, remember which one you're putting in which bin then. <laughs> exactly. And right. Then, um, I, so I think it'll probably, pretend, so in Ireland, so things like, um, we, we don't really have that many over the 500 mil counts in Ireland. Some of the sure. exemptions will be like kind of Guinness, Smithics, a couple of those kind of brands. Um, but that's a bit of a shock when you're suddenly, you're paying 25 cent per can, but then you're still yeah, paying oh, 24 yeah. of them. You're like, where is this? I don't know, was yeah. it three, Some eight, of the Pultis like... Glets have the 660 mil can, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um... I do I do know this from <laughs> research. Research. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, even, I even think that, a, although I don't know if you can get them anymore because maybe they were brushing, you can get a litre can. Yeah. Um, but this, like, because this applies to plastic bottles as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, your sparkling water. Um, oh, right, so, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it'll be interesting to see one how people react at the till. So that's where I'm like, be nice to everyone because yes, please. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. But also like, will our behavior change around what we're purchasing? Like, will our mm-hmm. like we don't will we stop buying say two liter bottles of um of water and instead go for like the five liter one because it's because that's over three liters that that's exempt. Oh, um, it will 
depend if you have a car waiting outside or if yes, you're yeah, watching maybe. Batman, you're yeah. going to like... a very good point yeah, yeah. um and i know things like the some of the size bottles you know like if you have your seven up and your cokes are generally kind of 175 um yeah or yeah um they're they're now they're kind of being phased out for the two liter because it's kind of more bang for your buck because it's right that's like okay. the 25 cents so yeah i think we'll see a lot of changes in our in our drinks containers be ah. interesting so the the shrinkflation is going <laughs> backwards but the prices are gonna probably inflate yeah. along with the maybe along with the deposit and they'll just blame the deposit return scheme or yeah. something like that <laughs> yeah and, oh, like, and I know. people will be getting away with murder on this Oh, whatever whatever like (laughs) and i think i think we want to say that um some of the guidelines are still in flux and they may change by the time this airs and we just wanted to say that that um, yeah there 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 are guidelines but um there may be some some changes Mm -hmm. there's one particular change that is not coming in and we won't see it but um something i did want to mention just from a like the, the small producer point of view, um, alcohol brands are required to list the ABV of all their products that they submit for no apparent reason. <laughs> I've asked what the data is for. Like it's my information of our product. Like it's available on our website, obviously, but like right. we have to, when we do the product upload, we have to put in the ABV and I, I didn't fill it in the first time. I said, oh, you forgot the ABV. I was like, well, why do you need it? And they said, oh, it's mandatory. I was like, sure but why yeah and because this no one's gonna be able to see the information by individual brand by SKU like that's not involved whatever fine like that information will be uh, like tight within DRS sure but they have access to statistics on how more 4.5 percent cans were recycled than 8 percent cans that maybe that's shows that 4.5 percent is more popular beer that's interesting information if you make beer. Yeah. Like, well, that's of absolute no value my to the scheme. GD, I have my GDPR guidelines here in front of me. <laughs> I would love to borrow that off you. <laughs> which I reference every... I, I work in data, so... <laughs> yeah. But it's, they it's, should that... have a reason. There needs to be a reason to collect data. And yeah, they're collecting data collecting and holding data, data. that yeah. they need. That one is, of the reasons that is they, essential for the task. Yeah, one of the reasons they came back to me was that um, uh, in the f- one, so that if they needed it in the future, they didn't have to ask me again. I was like, no, you can ask me again. It's fine. <laughs> I have all day to talk about this. Um, or if, if they noticed that a certain product had a lower recycling rate than another, they could do targeted campaigns. Interesting. Okay. Huh. How, how are you going to target 8% drinkers versus 6% drinkers or right. 2% drinkers? It's absolute nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, evidence of absence is not, or absence of absence is not evidence can... of absence. We don't know why. Like the, They don't ask for how much caffeine's in the coffee products or yeah, yeah. how much, or like in caffeine products. Um, and they also want the reports per month by SKU barcode. Now that's information they can get from the RVMs. the reverse vending machine ah okay okay so they'll those machines will be able to spit out at the end of the month how many of every SKU it took back right fine but we have to forecast per SKU 
um, how many products and then the following month rationalize that with how many we did sell. Oh gosh. Oh, Not, that's confusing. I'm happy to give that information like per can type. Say we sold 100, 330 mil cans and 100, 440 mil cans. So to want to buy line item, again, I was like, I don't understand how that's relevant to the scheme. Completely brushed off. That won't be changing. But right. like this is like real stuff that we've gone back to to query. And like we're fully registered. We will be ready for February 1st. Our cans will have logos. Our website will be fully compliant. And we've done all this because it's mandatory and we want to do it. Like it's a very important scheme and yeah, it's going to be yeah. life-changing. This is a huge, huge social change for people. And it's really, really important, but like you can't discount like the information that's been handed over to these people. Yeah. No, and, yeah. and, and the, the, the money, like you mon you can monetize that data very, very quickly. Yeah. And yeah. Data mm. brokers are real. Absolutely. There's, yeah. It's, it's so many, so many companies' whole model is based on data brokering. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it's free. It's free. They also <laughs> own the cans that get recycled. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. That, yeah. that will be oh. reprocessed for sale. And sure. Producers, as part of the scheme, will have first refusal on the repurchase of that, which is great at market rate. Fine. Right. Stainless steel is quite a commodity. It's quite expensive. Um, so I'm assuming they're going to use that money to fund the scheme, which is good because they, they, they need to be picked up. People need to do admin. I totally yeah, understand yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, but we're also paying a registration fee. We're paying a placement fee. You know, there, there's there's money going around here. And like the, their website currently still says that we hope to appoint like the collecting and processing company by the end of the year, like last year. Right. That's not, that's not updated yet. Like that's actually quite important information. Yeah, if that's gonna be starting, you know, in a in a week's time effectively, like who mm. who's doing that? Yeah, somebody's yeah. gotta be going to all those machines and doing the collection. So yeah, I assume they've okay. been tendered and appointed. Yeah. Like but yeah, I, so I would think stage, that's quite yeah. important information for you want yeah. to know who's coming to your shop to pick up your cans? <laughs> yeah, and, and definitely like having been yeah. sort of inside some of the, the tendering process for a, a government agency or say mm. government body in yeah. Ireland, it's a it's slow. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's slow everywhere, but I feel like it's really slow. Like there's a lot there's a lot of hoops to jump through. So yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> As a public servant in Ireland, I can say it's so slow. Oh god. It's <laughs> <laughs> so much to look forward but to. anyway well uh, look i think yeah. i need another drink so um <laughs> does anyone have any 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 um finishing up statements or anything that they'd like to add or any good bullet points i think things we yeah. need to keep in mind like we know don't crush the cans this is Very i important. think this is important yes yeah um sorry actually just before we finish i'd like to um so because we have until the 31st of May to kind of sell through these kind of unlogoed cans, um, because of minimum unit pricing, at no point can a retailer sell off any of that stock because it's oh, not considered legal. And right. some suppliers uh, can understandably won't take the stock back. Like sure. some of the some of the bigger guys uh, or the bigger companies might like take it back and maybe kind of, you know, relabel them or whatever. But yeah, so help your local offie out by buying up as many cans Oh, God, no, that's have. huge, yes. Buy, for the cause. Yes. <laughs> yes, cans for the cause. Buy from buy local, shop local, mm -hmm. you know, get some local yeah. local beers. Yes. 
Yes, so that we can see more of them. But don't crush the cans. <laughs> if you get a can with no logo, but you were charged a deposit, you will get your deposit back. Mm -hmm. It's all about the barcode. It will all be about the logo from June onwards, absolutely mm -hmm. everything, but there will be a little period where both are mm -hmm. uh, in use, logo and no logo. So if you yes. do get charged it, you will get your money back. And I can, on that note, you, and I'm one of these people who hates taking receipts, um, but if in doubt, uh, take your receipt because that's proof that you paid for it. So if there's never an issue getting your, your deposit back, yeah, yeah, be the receipt person. Yeah. <laughs> your oh mommy goodness. was right, keep the receipts. <laughs> I have to tell my children now to keep their receipts. This mm. is not going to go down well. They're very... <laughs> they're very uh, Gen Z or whatever the one after oh, that yes. is. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, take a picture and store it on their phone every time you buy it. Yes, don't bother that. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll them. store this on my Steam Deck. They'll be like, what the hell is this? I don't to do even with know anything? what that means. Life. It's a, it's a portable gaming thing. It's yeah. a Steam thing. Deck. Yeah. yeah. Threads is pushing it for me, you know. <laughs> it's like a switch. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, okay. All right. You can, so you can tell me later. <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out. So 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 final thoughts and uh you know again, don't crush the cans. Keep your receipts in the short term if you're buying like for a big party or mm -hmm. something like that. Uh buy local, shop local. Do you you probably need to restock after the holidays anyway, folks. Go and exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, make sure the fridge is full again. Exactly. Yeah. You have a few days before this deposit comes in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if okay. other countries can do it we can do it absolutely yes, I think I'm, yeah yes. i might have to take a little drive out to carol town there Yay, we go come here, visit me. here here <laughs> oh brilliant well uh, first of all you know thank you both for coming on obviously thank you katie always but thank you quiva thank you leah and, you know so folks go you know go buy some stuff from the crew get some whiplash you know, again get all your mm -hmm. favorite like you know local stuff you know try to help this inventory move along but again don't crush exactly. the cans you know, as or more bottles. information comes in, or yes, or bottles, yes. As more information comes in, try to pay attention. I know these things are going to be evolving for a while. And again, as we said at the beginning, folks from other countries where this has happened for a long time, like if there's some obvious thing we're all missing here, just be like, look, you know, <laughs> yeah, do yeah. this. We, we would love to hear it because, again, everyone is very much in favor of this happening. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the how. So we definitely would love some some pro tips from anyone because we know that this can be done we just need to we just need to get there so on that note you know you can find us on all of our well all of our socials we're not really on twitter x anymore because of reasons but you can find <laughs> us on threads you can find us on instagram you can find us on blue sky we're eventually going to record a whole new outro for that to say so but you know these things take time so <laughs> thank you again everyone and we'll see you again soon bye thank you bye, thank you. bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.